0: Welcome to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Your host is Teresa Jungling. Although not a doctor, Teresa's extensive research enabled her to take control of her health after unexplainable health symptoms began taking a toll on her life. What Teresa has learned and what will be discussed with experts on today's show will undoubtedly help you too. Join us now for an hour that could quite literally change your life. Now, here's Teresa.
1: Hello and welcome to Living Natural Today out with toxins and with your health, where we come every week to share resources for minimizing toxins in order to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Well, it's no secret that we're inundated with toxic chemicals in our homes, places of work, and the products we use every day. It's also becoming increasingly evident that there's a link between toxic chemicals and the rising adverse health trends in our country. I'm passionate about these things because they powered my own health, and I don't want you to have to go down the same road that I did. Well, I'm excited to have a great guest with me today to discuss phasing out some of these harmful chemicals from the marketplace. Mike's shade with Safer Chemicals, Healthy Families is with me today. He spearheads their Mind the Store campaign. It's a national effort which aims to work with the nation's leading retailers on creating comprehensive chemicals policy. For the previous eight years, Mike was the market's campaign coordinator with the Center for Health, Environment, and Justice, a national environmental health organization where he led national campaigns to phase out PVC plastics, phylates, BPA, and dioxin. Mike has also been named as one of the 100 most influential people in business ethics by Ethisphere Magazine. And the PVC campaign he led received two awards from the Business Ethics Network. So Mike, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to to dive into this topic.
2: Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you having me on your show.
1: Thanks, thanks. First off, uh, Safer Chemicals, Healthy Families was one of the first organizations that I came across when I began researching harmful chemicals a few years ago. And I'm I'm just so thankful for the work that you and and the others at the organization are doing. And um, I encourage our listeners to visit your website that we'll talk about shortly and then to just become involved with what we're going to be discussing today. Um, Just as you can get a a little background about myself, I'm someone who has multiple chemical sensitivity and I've suffered many symptoms as a result of that. And so what we're going to talk about today is very near and dear to my heart. It it took me years to figure out that much of my health problems actually were due to chemicals, unfortunately. So, um, now that you know a little bit about my background, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, no, happy to, and thanks so much for having me on your show and for the great work that you do to raise awareness about these uh, critical issues. Um, so, yeah, so I'm with the uh, organization Safer Chemicals Healthy Families. We're uh, based in Washington, D.C. I work out of uh, an office in Brooklyn, New York, and we're a national coalition of over 450 organizations around the country that are working to protect American families from unnecessary dangerous chemicals in consumer products. Uh, the coalition uh, is represented by uh, health-affected organizations, groups that represent folks with health problems like cancer and learning and developmental disabilities, uh, traditional environmental mainstream organizations like NRDC and League of Conservation Voters, uh, to community-based groups and environmental justice groups, um, labor unions such as the United Steelworkers, and then um, parents groups. and. Organizations that represent uh, concerned consumers, moms, and um, small to medium-sized businesses that are concerned about uh, the effects that chemicals um, can have on our health and well-being, and uh, the coalition has been around for a uh, number of years, and we're working to um, reforming our, reform our outdated um, chemical safety laws, which are uh, failing to protect American families from unnecessary dangerous chemicals that we find every day, and everything from children's toys to uh, the building the building materials that we have in uh, in our homes.
1: Yes, and I, I want to get into that as we, we dive in a little bit deeper. So that'll be great. Um, it, now, just for you personally, what, and you've been involved in this for, for many years, it sounds like, but how did you develop an interest or, or a concern over chemicals? Was there anything personally that happened to, to um, sway you into this or to draw you into this?
2: Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Well, I mean, I think for me personally, I grew up in uh, Long Island, New York, right at right side of out of New York City. And as a kid, would spend a lot of time uh, on the beach with my family. And I remember in the uh, in the '80s, um, you know, reading stories in the newspaper about garbage um, washing ashore in Jones Beach and medical waste being dumped in the ocean and um, hazardous chemicals and materials like mercury and dioxin being released by the medical waste industry, and uh, you know, just seeing that pollution firsthand, going to the beach as a kid, and you know, people stepping on um, medical syringes. I think that that kind of um, generated interest and awareness in uh, environmental health issues. But it was really in college uh, where I took a class on the history of the grassroots environmental movement, where we studied. Uh, Love Canal, which is a famous community up uh, in Niagara Falls, New York, where there was uh, families that were living um, next to 20,000 tons of uh, toxic waste. And uh, a woman by the name of Lois Gibbs led a campaign to get the Love Canal site um, cleaned up and uh, 800 families evacuated from that community. That really, studying that story and hearing how ordinary people could really make a difference in um, protecting uh, their community from hazardous chemicals, some of the most deadly chemicals known to man, like dioxin, uh, was really inspiring to learn about how, you know, ordinary people can make a difference in cleaning up their neighborhood and, and really setting a major national precedent. So uh, ever since then, um, you know, soon after I graduated college, I've been working for organizations in New York state and at the national level working to uh prevent and clean up pollution um in our communities and so I've been working with Safer Chemicals for um almost a year now on our uh, on our Mind the Story campaign which um can talk a little bit about in a bit. So yeah, I think you know it was me, you know growing up uh and going to the beach and you know seeing firsthand the pollution at uh, Jones Beach from the medical waste industry but then in college, really hearing this inspiring story of the people of Love Canal uh, over thirty plus years ago.
1: Right, and, and as you were saying, um, you know, it, we can deal with it at a national level, but each one of us as an individual can also do our part. So I think I think think that's great. Um, can you just answer? And, and I've heard the numbers have varied, but approximately how many chemicals are in the United States today? Is it eighty to eighty five thousand? Is that correct? Or
2: yeah, that's right. Um, and unfortunately, most chemicals have not been um, comprehensively uh, tested for safety. When uh, the federal law that is supposed to regulate um, chemicals called TOSCA, the Toxic Substances Control Act, that law basically um, grandfathered in um, tens of thousands of chemicals. Uh, that grandfathered in about 62,000 chemicals. Um, there's about eighty, eighty five thousand 85,000 chemicals um, that are registered to be in the market. How many exactly are used is a little bit of a question mark because their data is somewhat limited. Uh, but since TOSCA was enacted, um, there's been comprehensive health and safety testing for only about 200 chemicals on the market. And since TOSCA was enacted, only five chemicals have been um, restricted or banned. And just to kind of give you uh, a snapshot. I mean, the EPA tried to ban uh, asbestos under federal law, and even with asbestos, EPA was not able to ban this material, you know, chemical material that has a disease named after it. So that just kind of goes to show you how, unfortunately, um, the federal government's hands are really tied. They really lack the authority to adequately regulate chemicals and ordinary products that we bring into our homes that children come in contact with and schools. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, it's really been uh, the wild, wild west and um, the the government basically um, considers chemicals innocent until proven guilty and because the, the EPA is not able to mandate, require comprehensive health and safety testing, most chemicals come to market and you know end up in ordinary consumer products like kids' toys, baby bottles, sippy cups, carpeting, couches with little to no health and safety testing and Unfortunately, the public all virtually ends up as guinea pigs, and all of us are being regularly exposed to hundreds of chemicals and ordinary products on a on a daily basis, and increasingly we're seeing links between those exposures to chemicals and um, chronic diseases. Uh, that are on the rise in our communities.
1: Yes, and unfortunately I've I'm a guinea pig right here, or as we like to say and with multiple chemical sensitivity, I'm a canary. So a canary in a coal mine. Um, as you have talked about, you know, you brought up the the Toxic Substances Control Act. Um, that was actually one of the questions I did want to get around to, so we'll just go ahead and address it right now. And I I wanted to know, um, are these harmful chemicals federally regulated, which you covered, and how effective is it? But th- that act has been around since the '70s, correct? It's been it it's an older act, right?
2: Yeah, that was passed in 1976. Yep.
1: Okay, and then can you um, just clarify because I know that there's been other ones that have come out, but the um Safe chemicals Act that that the late Senator uh, Ladenberg and, and also I believe that Senator uh, Gillibrand introduced at one time, is that still a possibility or
2: Well, yeah, know? so our coalition was formed uh, to reform this 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 law that is fundamentally uh, that, that is fundamentally broken. Um, Tosca doesn't require companies to prove that the chemicals they make are safe before they're in products. And um, in fact, manufacturers are allowed to keep basic safety information secret, making it nearly impossible for um, ordinary consumers and Americans such as ourselves to make informed choices uh, when we're uh, going shopping for our families. So our coalition has been working uh, to reform and improve this fundamentally broken law so that we can protect future generations from um, serious harm, um, especially the more we learn about the connections between chemical exposure and chronic diseases on the rise, diseases like asthma and learning disabilities. And so we've been working to reform this law for years now, um, as you mentioned um the late Senator Lottenberg was um, had introduced legislation and shortly before he sadly passed away he had introduced um, he had uh, reintroduced legislation that was seen um, at the time as a bipartisan effort to reform uh Tosca uh and that law uh has been um, we've been debating it uh in public and before Congress, before House and Senate hearings and, uh, in visits with, um, members of Congress, um, over, over the past year plus. Um, and more, more recently, um, Senator Vitter has been working with Senator Udall on, uh, a compromise version of that legislation. Um, and unfortunately, um, they, while they have, they have been making some substantial improvements to the legislation that, uh, that they've been working on. Unfortunately, it still um, does not address many key issues and would not be the real reform that all of us need and deserve. Um, Unfortunately, Senator Vitter recently walked away from the table and um, walked away from this, this bill that he's been negotiating with Senator Udall um, and Senator Boxer from California has since, um, taken the the bill that Udall and Vitter had been negotiating and developing and offered her own uh, critique or revisions to it uh, which is which is on the table right now and we think that that is a place where there's opportunities to try to find common ground among Democrats and Republicans in Congress it um, it improves and fixes some of the some of the Concerns and flaws that were in the Udall Vitter legislation, and you know we understand that um, industry, uh, the chemical industry, has concerns with certain elements of it, um, and we recognize that you know, uh, given the political situation in Congress, if toxic reform legislation is going to move, it will need to be a bipartisan piece of legislation, and we're hopeful that uh, that members of Congress can work together to look at the. This, you know, the important pieces of the Boxer version of the bill and the important pieces of the Udall-Vitter legislation, and we'll find a way to work together to, uh, th- to find a middle ground that will um, protect American families from hazardous chemicals and be the real reform that we all need and deserve. Um, unfortunately, we're not there yet, um, but we are hopeful that within the next Congress, no matter who is in control of the Senate, that... Um, Republicans and and, uh, Democrats can work together to meaningfully reform so that there's real common sense limits on dangerous chemicals in ordinary products that we bring into our homes.
1: Okay. Thank you for for explaining that because I, you know, some of the research I do, you know, you see the Safe Chemicals Act and then the Chemical Safety Improvement Act, and, and that Senator mm-hmm. Boxer is involved, so that explains what's going on. So I appreciate yeah. that.
2: Yeah. And our and our director Andy uh, actually just posted a blog on our website at saferchemicals.org uh, last week that provides a really nice snapshot of where where things are at um, right. in the debate, and you know we we're happy to see that Senator Boxer has put forth. Um, her um, her critique and her recommendations on how um, the legislation could be further improved, and we're we're hopeful that members of Congress will will do the hard work of sitting down and working together and negotiate a deal that will that will actually lead to real and meaningful protections for especially for vulnerable populations like pregnant women and infants and young children populations that are really most vulnerable to um, chemical exposure.
1: Right. Okay. Um, can you tell us about your role within Safer Chemicals Healthy Families with the Mind yeah. the Store campaign?
2: Yeah. So we, um, you know, so the, the the policy work at the federal level has been moving slower than we like, and it's also been moving slower than what we think is needed, especially given the growing body of science that has shown clear links between chemical exposure and Chronic diseases on the rise and with, uh, you know, increasing information that shows that dangerous chemicals like flame retardants or phthalates and phthalates are getting into the bodies of infants and pregnant women and even babies are being born pre polluted with these dangerous chemicals in their bodies. And we don't think that's, we don't think that's, uh, we, we think that's morally wrong. And so we launched the Mind the Store campaign with this idea being that, uh, reform is really moving way too slow and we think that um, retailers have a real and meaningful role to play to ensure that the products that they sell on their store shelves are safe and healthy and don't contain the worst of the worst chemicals. Uh, I've worked on campaigns to get big retailers to eliminate certain dangerous chemicals from products. Um, I worked on campaigns, for example, to get retailers to phase out the use of phthalates and PVC plastic and um, bisphenol A and products like beet, uh, shower curtains and baby bottles. And while those efforts to eliminate certain chemicals, um, one chemical at a time, are useful with tens of thousands of chemicals on the market and with hundreds and hundreds of chemicals known to be harmful to public health, chemicals linked to cancer and birth defects and uh, learning and developmental disabilities, uh, we launched a Mind the Story campaign to challenge and encourage the nation's biggest retailers uh, to think bigger and to really leverage their purchasing power and leverage their influence that they have with their suppliers to clean up uh, the supply chain, to clean up products on their store shelves. Big retailers like Walmart and Target um, and Walgreens we think have not only a fundamental moral responsibility, but we think that they have the power to ensure that their suppliers are not using chemicals that are not using products that contain chemicals that are linked to cancer or birth defects. And so we've been um, challenging the nation's biggest retailers and encouraging them to act on uh, some of the worst of the worst chemicals that are found in products in their store shelves, what we call the hazardous 100 chemicals of high concern, chemicals that um, leading states, States like California and Washington and, and Maine and regulators in Europe have identified as chemicals that we know are harmful to children's in public health and, frankly, from our perspective, chemicals that often have no place uh, to be found in cleaning products or children's toys or the, the lipstick or makeup that we use and, and put on our bodies on a daily basis.
1: Right, I love that that you're you're going with that route now. So um, yeah, I want to.
2: And, and the mo- oh, you know no. the motto behind the campaign is uh, with great power comes great responsibility, and we think that big retailers like Walgreens and Walmart and Target have a fundamental responsibility to ensure that the products that they're stocking on their on their store shelves are are safe. And you know we're pleased that there have been um, some positive steps that some retailers have taken since we launched the campaign over the past year
1: great and i want to hear all about that too um but we do have to cut for a a short break right here so we will um continue our discussion shortly so um when we come back we'll continue to talk to to mike about these harmful chemicals and and a little bit more about the mind the store campaign and if you have a question about toxic chemicals that you would like answered please tweet it to pound lnt radio and we look forward to talking with you in just a few moments (laughs)
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-Day Program to Better Health is for you. In this 14-Day Program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that'll help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Teresa Jungling. Thank you for joining us. I'm back with my guest today, Mike Shade, who spearheads the Mind the Store campaign at Safer Chemicals, Healthy Families, so let's jump right back into our discussion about these harmful chemicals and, and what we can do to, to minimize our exposure to them. And before we left for break, um, I was talking to Mike, he was explaining the Mind the store campaign that he spearheads. And he had mentioned the hazardous uh, 100 plus list of chemicals of high concern. And he also talked about some of these retailers that he's um, working with to try to, to make some changes. So how did you come up with the stores that you're targeting, Mike?
2: yeah no so we um' we're, the campaign is focused on the the biggest ten retailers in America you know with okay. you know dozens of national retailers we you know wanted to identify the retailers that we thought um could have the biggest impact on cleaning up toxic chemicals and their supply chain so we we chose the top ten to begin with, just you know because we wanted to uh focus on those where we thought would have a major impact, but then also uh Retailers where we thought it would be achievable for us to, uh, have meaningful engagement with. And so that includes, uh, big box retailers like Walmart, uh, grocery retailers like, uh, Kroger and Safeway, uh, mentioned Walmart Target, uh, pharmacy chains like Walgreens and CVS, um, Best Buy is the biggest electronics retailer, um, and then some others like Home Depot and Lowe's. Uh, that sell building materials. And uh, finally, Costco, um, who, of course, is the uh, the, the co-op club store uh, that has a membership. So, um, yeah, so we're focusing on the nation's biggest retailers. And, you know, these are retailers with, um, for, I think, almost all of them have, uh, if not all of them, have sales annually with billions and billions of dollars. And in some case, Walmart has hundreds of billions of dollars in sales every year. So they have enormous influence over suppliers that they carry. For some retailers like Walmart and Target, um, they have a lot of influence over their supply chain um, brands that they carry. But then also many of them, um, almost all of them also carry their own private brands that they have direct control over. So we think that, um, so we're encouraging and working with retailers to leverage those relationships that they have and to try to drive change through the marketplace. We've seen um Businesses and many other leading sectors, like the healthcare industry and uh pharmaceutical companies and apparel manufacturers uh taking action to address chemicals of concern in their supply chain and We think that the biggest retailers, like Walgreens and Walmart also have responsibility to ensure that their products um are free of the worst of the worst chemicals and um As I mentioned, we've seen some retailers begin to take action on some of the hazardous one hundred chemicals which were pleased. Which we're pleased about.
1: Definitely. So now, on that hazardous uh, 100 plus toxic chemicals, and y- y- you provide a great list on your uh, website for that, but um, now you had mentioned, you know, and, and that's going to be the things like, you know, mercury and phyllates and BPA and all of, all of those things, but you had mentioned that you came up with this list, and and I noticed at the bottom of the list on your website, um, you mentioned, and and you did before break, too, um, some of the states, California, Maine, Minnesota, Washington. Do some of these individual states, I know California, you always hear about that one, but so some of these other states also have um, laws, or or what is it exactly that that they're doing within their states where you could draw on that information for this?
2: Yeah, so if you look at the the total universe of chemicals that scientists have identified as those to be you know, uh, fundamentally hazardous chemicals linked to cancer. The total universe of chemicals of concern um, is in the thousands. Um, and for retailers, that could really be um, a huge challenge. So we wanted to find a way to begin working with retailers to address chemicals um, in a more comprehensive fashion, but we recognize that. Thousands of chemicals for some retailers can really just be uh, a non starter and too overwhelming, so we wanted to find a way um, to develop a list of lists of chemicals of concern that would be more reasonable and somewhat more practical for retailers to begin acting on and we did that by cross referencing um, leading authoritative government bodies we looked at um, you know what what different states are doing to uh, identify chemicals of concern and then we looked at where is the overlap between some of those states um, and that's how we developed the hazardous 100 list by looking at where does if if a single chemical falls on any two of the states lists then we added it to our hazardous 100 list okay. um so lists that we reference include the California Proposition 65 list uh the state of Maine has a list of chemicals of concern state of Washington um state of uh Minnesota. We've also looked at um, chemicals that the uh, US EPA uh, has identified as chemicals of concern. And then we've also looked at um, some of the chemicals that are being targeted for eventual um, restriction in Europe under the REACH program. And that's how we developed the list. So there's about 130 roughly chemicals that are on our list. And then we also included some emerging chemicals of concern that we know are problematic that um, we we call as um, regrettable substitutes. So chemicals that we uh, that emerging science has shown to be problematic that we have been seeing um, companies using as substitutes for dangerous chemicals, and we wanted to flag that these, from our perspective, um, you know, uh, should also be prioritized for phase out. So chemicals like BPS, for example, which is um, often used as a substitute for BPA.
1: Okay, now, if our listeners want to you know ask the top retailers to to get a little tougher with these chemicals, what can they do you've You've provided a means for them to do that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're having a little bit of problem trouble with our website right now, uh, but we do have a petition petition on our website, which hopefully should be back up in a day or two um, so one easy thing that people could do is to send emails to top retailers and encouraging them to. You know, as uh, as a shopper, as a consumer, you know you care about the uh, the chemicals that you come in contact with through purchasing um, ordinary consumer products. So um, you can send a message to retailers um, through a website, or you can um, go ahead and email or call a retailer directly. If you go to, say, Walgreens' website or uh, lowe 's website, for example, or Kroger or Safeway, or some of the other top retailers, you can often find their one eight hundred customer service line, or you can even um, email them through their website so that can actually be really powerful. We hear all the time from um, businesses that we 're in dialogue with that um, retailers and businesses really listen to customers, and the more that we um, we generate that type of communication from supporters, from concerned families, from parents, from workers. From um, um, people like yourself that have um, suffered from um, potential exposure to chemicals of concern, um, that can really be that can really be uh, something that's powerful. Um, another thing that we can do that is also really useful is writing a letter to the editor of your local newspaper and talking about how, as you as a consumer, you really like to see retailers like Walgreens uh, to clean up their act and get the worst of the worst chemicals out of their store shelves chemicals uh like phthalates and flame retardants and pvc plastic and triclosan um and if you want to go further um go into your local store and have a have a conversation with uh the local store manager and let them know why you as a consumer are concerned about this issue maybe uh, you are a parent of young children or perhaps you're a grandparent or perhaps um you know someone in your family um, suffers from asthma or cancer or another disease that um, may possibly be linked to chemical exposure. Uh, we've done that with our campaign. We find that that can also be really powerful, going into a store, having a conversation with the local store manager about why you as a consumer are concerned about this issue. And on our website, we actually have a toolkit, the what we call the Retailer Rendezvous Toolkit that makes it really easy and uh, to, to do this, to go into a local store and have a conversation with a local store manager. Uh, in April, we actually planned events at over 60 Walgreens stores across the country where um, advocates held these rendezvous events and went into stores and talked with store managers about why they were concerned about this issue. And that was really powerful, and that's something that people can do with other Retailers as well as a way to kind of send the message that, you know, we as um, consumers really um, want to see big retailers like Walgreens and others to work with their suppliers to um, ensure that the products that they're selling are actually safe and healthy and don't contain dangerous chemicals linked to cancer or other serious health problems.
1: Right. I, I know even for myself with multiple chemical sensitivity, I've had to change some of my shopping habits because even yeah. going into some of these stores and just because they have certain products on their shelves, you know, like the laundry detergents and, and fabric softeners and dryer sheets, it just clings to everything. And I, I can't even walk into those stores without having, you know, reactions. I have to come home, change my clothes, wash my hair, you know, all that kind of stuff just because I've been in this store. So um, that's why this is so totally. important to me and so passionate about it. So yeah. in, in in saying that, I do want to touch on the link between these chemicals and our health. You know, you, you've you thrown out BPA. I know formaldehyde another terrible one. DHA, lead, you know, mercury, you know, uh, so many different ones, phylate, um, can you touch on, and, and I know that you are more of an expert um, regarding phthalates. Can you touch on that to begin with? Now, why are phthalates even used? I, I hear, you know, they're in everything. And, you know, and are, can you explain what it does and, and why it's used in products? Isn't it to form plastic better and things like that? But then I hear it in cosmetics and, and other mm-hmm. things. So can you can you touch on that? And then also, um, as you explain phylates, can you... Um, Mention some of the unintended consequences. What are they regarding our health? Mm-hmm. So if you can touch on that, that'd be great.
2: Yeah. No, that's that's a really good question. Well, phthalates are actually we think a poster child chemical for why we need um, big retailers to take action and Congress to act to update TOSCA to protect people and the environment. Phthalates are chemicals um, that are commonly found in um, many different products, over ninety percent of phthalates are used to make um, vinyl plastic soft and flexible PVC with the number three plastic um, so uh, for example, if you have a flexible vinyl shower curtain in your home, uh, that product likely has phthalates. phthalates are used to used to give it that soft flexible properties um, they 're also used. In many other vinyl products from um, children's back-to-school supplies like lunch boxes and backpacks to uh, the flooring that you may have, the flexible vinyl flooring that you may have in your home or school. They're also um, commonly found in uh, fragrance products uh, like perfumes or cleaning products with fragrance and also some other types of personal care products, but over 90% are used to make PVC vinyl plastic soft and flexible. And the the concern is that these chemicals are not bound to the plastic. They can leach out, they can migrate out over time, and uh, they, get their, they, they make their way into our bodies. According to the federal government, over 90% of Americans that have been tested have measurable levels of these chemicals in their bodies. And those that are most vulnerable to exposure, those of us that um, could potentially suffer from um, health consequences, have some of the highest levels in their bodies, namely, um, pregnant women, infants in the womb, and young children. Mm-hmm. And we're concerned about phthalates because uh, they interfere with or disrupt the hormones in our bodies. Um, listeners may be familiar with BPA, which is another uh, classic hormone disruptor. And because of this, the, the endocrine system is critically important for the proper uh, proper functioning of your body. And so if you mess with the hormones in your body, that can have um, lifelong um Health consequences. So phthalates have been linked to um, a range of health problems, uh, particularly reproductive health problems in boys. Um, they have been found to interfere with the production of the male sex hormone testosterone, um, which as I alluded to is really necessary for the proper development and function of the male reproductive organ- organs. So they've been linked to um, birth defects in baby boys, genital defects. Uh, they've been linked to decreased sperm counts. Um, they've also been linked to um, health problems in girls and women, including um, early puberty in girls, which is a risk factor for breast cancer. Uh, they've also been linked to other types of health problems like um, asthma. There's been increasing studies that have shown uh, associations between phthalate exposure and asthma in children and adults. And they've also been linked to um, developmental problems, um, obesity, uh, and a range of other um, health problems. And phthalates, while they have been um, banned in children's toys, they remain commonly found in all sorts of products that we come in contact with uh, on a daily basis, like children's vinyl school supplies and Halloween costumes um, and cosmetics, uh, perfumes. And This is a classic example of a chemical that we're calling on big retailers like Walmart and Walgreens and others to take action on.
1: Okay, um, so definitely for the audience out there, too, that's one of the chemicals that you need to watch out for if you if you see it in any um, products that you're going to purchase. Um, that actually brings up another question. So some of these products are you know don't list all of their ingredients and. Um, how does the average person understand what chemicals are in a product? You know, are, are there certain labels that they should be looking for? Like, you know, as we're trying to get, you know, yeah. GMOs labeled and stuff, are there labels for chemicals and products yeah. that way?
2: Well, there are. You know, there are simple steps that we as consumers can take to protect our families. Um, um, we can't chop our way out of this problem, but but there are steps that we can take to reduce our exposure. Um, so, for example, in the case of phthalates, one way to reduce your exposure to phthalates is to avoid products made with um, PVC plastic, polyvinyl chloride, uh, which is a fundamentally hazardous plastic. And so, uh, for example, products uh, with PVC um, that are used in packaging will have the number three or the letter V inside or underneath the uh, recycling symbol. So you want to avoid... Um, products with the number three or V or labeled PVC or vinyl. So that's one way you can reduce your exposure um, to that plastic. Um, Buying products that are certified um, as um, being in more environmentally friendly is one way to go. Although many eco-label, many eco-labels can be very confusing and not all of them and many of them don't actually address chemicals, uh, chemicals of concern. Um, two eco-labels that are that do a, f- a pretty good job of addressing chemicals um, for cleaning products, for example, are the Green Seal and EPA Design for the Environment Program. So those are two labels you can look for to try to identify safer um, cleaning products. Um, if you're um, remodeling your home, um, a terrific online tool that I find to be pretty helpful is the Pharos Project. If you go to PharosProject.net, you can access an online database of thousands of chemicals of concern that are commonly found in building materials, and you can use that database to try to find safer building materials that don't contain hazardous chemicals. Um, There's also databases that have been developed to assist consumers in finding um, safer cosmetics products um the skin deep database published by environmental working group while it's not perfect it actually is i think useful in um, assisting consumers in identifying safer cosmetics products so there are these tools that you can um, that you can find online that can assist consumers in identifying safer products we have links to many of them on our website at saferchemicals.org uh, one of our allied partner organizations, Healthy Child, Healthy World. They also have lots of great tip sheets and guidebooks to identify safer and healthier products. Um, but again, we really can't shop our way out of this problem. While we can take steps to reduce our exposure, we really need big corporations like Walgreens to take action and leverage their purchasing power to clean up their products. And we also need um, our elected leaders in Congress to do their job, to do what we have elected them to do, and to um, protect us, to reform this fundamentally outdated and broken chemical safety law that um, has been a complete and utter failure. And so as, um, as citizens um, we need to do what Annie Leonard from the story of stuff says, which is we need to reflect our, we need to um, flex our citizen muscle and contact elected leaders in Congress. Call your Congress member. Call your senator, especially now that many are running for re-election, and urge them to take action. And ask them what they're doing to reform and improve uh, TOSCA, which is um, you know, which has allowed tens of thousands of chemicals uh, to come onto the market with little to no health and safety information. Um, so I think that. There's things that we should do as consumers to protect our families, but also as citizens to get big corporations and businesses to take action, big retailers like Walgreens. And on the policy side, um, getting our state and federal elected officials to take action. And, you know, I should mention that while action has been slow to move at the federal level in Congress, uh, we've seen in recent years many leading states uh, getting very active in enacting protections to uh, reform state law with Congress, uh, not moving as quickly as it should, Many states are leading the charge in enacting um, policies to protect people from harmful chemicals and If you want to find out um, whether there's organizations in your state that are working on these issues, a great resource is our partners at safer states. Uh, their website is saferstates.org, and you can learn about efforts in states across the country that are working uh, to enact protections. Uh, In recent years, uh, 30 different states have considered laws um, over the past year to protect American families, and uh, just uh, last year alone, 120 bills were introduced in states to uh, address chemicals in ordinary consumer products. So, uh, there's a lot to be hopeful for, and I think there's a lot of things that we as citizens can do to uh, protect ourselves at, as consumers and then also as citizens.
1: Okay, you've given some great uh, resources there with, with the different websites that you've mentioned. So, And what we will do after um, the show airs and once it's archived, we, on my website also at Living Natural Today, also um, do a recap of the show. So so we will list all of those websites on, on the recap also. So thank you for, for mentioning all of that. Yeah, no, happy to. Um, yeah, I, I want to um, ask you another question about um, flame retardants. And this is something that uh, recently, and I, I know I've mentioned on the past shows recently, that um, the laws are changing a little bit and retailers are starting to um, sell couches or furniture without flame mm-hmm. retardants, especially after January. Um, that should happen. And then that there is. Um, Chuck Schumer has also introduced a, a law out there in regards to flame retardants. So can can you just touch on um, just the, what's going to be taking place here with flame retardants and the law that is, has been, um, I guess, the bill that's brought before with, uh, from Chuck Schumer?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so flame retardants are another perfect poster child example of Hazardous chemicals that are finding their way into products in our homes that are then getting into our bodies and our mothers' breast milk and our and our children's bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, these are chemicals that, like phthalates, have been linked to um, many different health problems, and they have been found to not be very effective in preventing fires. And they've also have been found to pose um, health hazards to not just us as consumers, but to Firefighters themselves when flame retardants burn in fires they actually create even more toxic compounds like dioxins and so we've um, we and our many partners around the country have been um, working to get laws enacted in states and uh, many businesses have been taking action on flame retardants in recent years um, and just uh, this past month we 've been working with u s Senator uh, Chuck Schumer to um, Introduce and create legislation that would uh, ban the worst of the worst chemicals. So he's introduced legislation that would uh, ban 10 of the worst, 10 of the most toxic flame retardants and create a framework for studying others uh, that come to market. Uh, this would apply to flame retardants that are found um, in uh, furniture, so like couches, for example, as well as in products like uh, pajamas and pillows and other products that our children and babies come in contact with. Um, so he's introduced that bill. Um, so far, it's been um, co sponsored by Senator uh, Dick Durbin, uh, who's one of the most powerful senators in the country. And um, we're really hopeful that this is a bill that um, we can re- really see movement on. This is an issue that uh, many states um, have addressed in recent years, many states have enacted laws to uh, address slam retardants. Just a couple weeks ago, the state of California passed a law that requires um, couches to be labeled if they contain hazardous slam retardant chemicals. So it was a consumer right-to-know issue. And um, one thing that um, listeners can do is to contact your senator and encourage them to co-sponsor the legislation that Senator Schumer has introduce we're really hoping to generate a lot of support for this legislation in the year to come um, and in conjunction with that we're going to be stepping up our mind historic campaign to call on big retailers to take action on flame retardants in furniture and products like computers and electronics. Um, Best Buy just recently announced for example that they have started a pilot project to investigate or to reduce use of flame retardants in um, certain private-label TVs that they carry, which we think is positive. Just a couple weeks ago, major healthcare institutions like Kaiser Permanente have announced that they're banning flame retardants in their hospitals. Uh, and as you had indicated, major uh, furniture retailers are beginning to take action on flame retardants in furniture, and we'd like to see other major retailers like Target join them in getting flame retardants out of furniture in the products that they sell and so you're going to see a lot of movement on flame retardants in the year to come. And if uh, listeners want to learn more, there's a fantastic documentary that aired on HBO called Toxic Hot Seat that tells a story of why flame retardants are hazardous to our health and the industry conspiracy to uh, to advocate for their use in products when they've been found not to really help prevent fires in a comprehensive way. And uh, the science has shown that the benefits far outweigh the risks unfortunately uh, but you know according to independent um, sci- scientific researchers
1: okay yeah i so thankful for the the work that you're doing with with that and, and like I mentioned, the Safer Chemicals Healthy Families Organization in general, just everything that they're doing. And our time's coming to an end here. And I had so many other questions I wanted to ask you. So <laughs> um, you, you've been a, a great resource here. And, and I appreciate you mentioning the different websites and the documentaries and, and things like that to, to give people more information to, to start doing more research on it. And I, I will encourage our audience to go to um, the Safer Chemicals website and and to um check it out because there's just a ton of information on there and and you provide, um, you know, with the Mind the Store campaign, an easy way to send retailers letters. And, and you mentioned about the different bills out there and, and there's just so much that everyone can do. So um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to just bring it to an end here. And um, was there anything else you wanted to to say at the end? Or to if not, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But
2: um, no, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And you know, folks can learn more and get involved uh, by going to our website at saferchemicals.org. And uh, hope folks will get involved in the Mind Store campaign and um, go into your local Walgreens and ask them to take action on toxics in their store shelves. Um, I think having a conversation with a store manager at your local retailer can really have a big difference. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to chat. Really appreciate it.
1: Great. Thanks, Mike. So it is uh, time for us to take a short break. So I, I, I definitely want to thank Mike Shade for joining me today. And, and I've, I've enjoyed speaking to him and, and, and hearing everything that he's, he has to offer here. So, but um, don't go away, listeners, because coming up, we're going to talk about some current events. Um, you're listening to Living Natural Today, Out with Toxins and with Your Health on Voice America.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that'll help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back as we continue at Living Natural today. Out with toxins, in with your health. I'm your host Teresa Jungling, and today we've been talking about harmful chemicals. And now I just want to mention a couple of current events. Um, I know that we touched on a lot with with Mike Shade earlier, and things that you can do there to um, um, support you know, different bills out there and and, um, contacting retailers. I want to mention somebody, another organization called Women's Voices for the Earth. And actually, they just are doing a campaign to expose and eliminate um, toxic chemicals. They just released this test yesterday for... um, chemicals like styrene and and other cancer-causing chemicals that they're finding in Always Feminine Care products. And so they're asking women to contact the Always headquarters in Cincinnati and ask them to list all of their ingredients. And the phone number to that is is 1-800-888-3115. So we can do our part in in contacting them also. Um, They are going to be coming on the show in November, so we're going to hear more about this. But this campaign, like I said, just happened uh, this week that they're getting the word out about Um, I also want to just encourage you to I know our time's winding down here quickly, so I'm not going to get to a lot of the current events I wanted to, but I, I do want to encourage you to follow me on social media. So on Facebook or Twitter or Google+, as I you know I share articles and resources to try to keep you abreast of what's going on regarding toxins in our health, and, and there's so much going on. And, and also uh, check out my blog at livingnaturaltoday.com because uh, we do share blog posts about different campaigns going on, and, and and as I mentioned earlier, we will do a recap of all the information that, that Mike Shade has provided for us Um, today on on the show because there were a ton of resources that he threw out there that you can go to their websites and and get more information so um, check out the website and check out social media for these current events and we're coming up to the end of our program so thank you for listening in I'd like to thank our guest today Mike Shade from Safer Chemicals Healthy Families Mike can be found again at at saferchemicals.org I'd like to invite you, as I mentioned earlier, to my website also at livingnaturaltoday.com. And you can also download a free resource guide that I provided about minimizing toxins. And so next week, be sure to to join me. I have uh, Zachary Schaefer of No GMO for Michigan to speak about another topic I'm passionate about, and that is GMOs. And so you'll want to be sure to to tune into that show also. So until then, I, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for
0: joining Teresa Jungling for this week's edition of Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Please tune in again next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week.